0: Welcome to the Entrepreneurs Visiting Victor podcast with Victor Dadaj, where you'll hear stories and strategies to help increase your sales and grow your business. Here's your host, Victor Dadaj.
1: All right, welcome to Entrepreneurs Visiting Victor. I'm your host, Victor Dadaj. I hope you're having an amazing day so far. Today, we have an awesome guest. He is a successful serial entrepreneur, real estate expert and Wall Street Journal bestselling author of The Growth Trap. He holds the prestigious roles of president of Home Qualified, a digital resource for buyers and sellers, and vice president at Cardinal Financial, a nationally recognized mortgage loan company. He is also a nationally recognized mortgage insider who has funded over $40 billion of loans for real estate. And he also continues to manage his own expanding real estate portfolio worth over $20 million. His expertise led him to start a series called The Real Estate Disruptors, where he interviews guests on investing, property guidance, and advice. And um, so he's got a lot of great stuff, uh, a lot of great accomplishments. So let us welcome Ralph DiBugnaro. How are you doing today, Ralph?
0: Great, great to be here. I'd you to having me on. That was a good introduction.
1: Uh, it's great to have you on. So Ralph, I'd like to get started. So please share your story. Please share your story. How did you wind up becoming an entrepreneur and wind up in real estate? Uh, that's a good question. Um,
0: so I, I was a kid who grew up in Brooklyn. I grew up in a small tiny neighborhood in Brooklyn, and I, um, my parents were educators. And all I knew uh, was I was not not allowed to be an educator, according to my father, just because there wasn't a lot of money in it at the time, so he wanted me to pursue something else. Uh, but I got out of school um, during the dot-com bubble about 20 years ago, a little over 20 years ago, and they were only really sales jobs. So I took a job with uh, Canon, Copier. I was selling copiers door-to-door. I was in Manhattan, which was not very, very fun. It was humbling. And then um, I had a friend who was in mortgages. Uh, He was working at a company downtown Manhattan. They were about to go public. He's like, hey, we have a training program. It doesn't pay any money, but are you interested? And at that time, I really had no other better options. So I took the job. And it was a good time to get into mortgages. It was the end of 2001, early 2002. The market really went on a run from there until about 2007. so in that time, it was great. I bought my first property at 23. Uh, I had a couple of outside businesses outside of mortgages, and I was really doing well until about 2008, and the market crashed. And along with uh, that went all of my money and everything else at the same time. So um, I had to start over. And about 2008, 2009, I started back to where I originally started from. I was a loan officer again. I went and sold loans. Um, we rebuilt our mortgage business between me and my partners. To um, We funded... Uh, just below 2 billion last year. Um, and this year will probably be a little bit between 1.2 and 1.5 billion, down a little bit, but um, I grew it back and I grew my real estate portfolio from seven or eight to zero or one, and then back up to where I am today. So um, it's been an interesting uh, journey, but I've learned that a lot of lessons in my mistakes.
1: Awesome, thanks for sharing that. So. You know, obviously, you grew up in Brooklyn, your parents are educators. And I like the fact your parents <laughs> told you there's no money in education, so don't <laughs> become an educator. So <laughs> um, um, believe me, a lot of parents that don't do that. They'll just say, yeah, do what we do. And yeah. uh, so so it was good. And so you got your first job selling um, canon copies in Manhattan. And I can imagine that was not a lot of fun because uh, <laughs> not, not easy to do. And then uh, about 20 years ago, a little over 20 years ago, your friend offered you a mortgage job. It was really selling. It was, I guess, commission-based and you did well for about seven years. You bought your first property at 23 and everything's well. And as, as unfortunate, as we all know, in 2008, it was like a big crash in real estate. And, and obviously, um, it, you, you were just devastated by that. But you eventually came back, you became a loan officer, you know, like a year or two later, like around 2009. And you rebuilt yourself, which is what a lot of successful people do. And I want to ask you in a minute. I want to ask you further about that. And sure. now you've had great success. Like fifteen years later, you funded two billion dollars last year, and you know. And now with the market being down a little bit this year, it's going to be somewhere between one point two and one point five billion. So, you know, that's amazing. So, what would you say are some of the reasons why you know you hit rock bottom? And a lot of people that hit rock bottom as entrepreneurs never come back. Um, is it uh, you you had this stick you know you didn't want to give up was it you had this mindset of, i'm going to succeed no matter what so was was mindset a big part of it or you know what yeah. or was it other things
0: i would say mindset was a big part of it but i don't know if um you know i was somebody who kind of made something of myself on my own with no help from anybody and um i was really afraid to admit i failed when i failed so i think pride kept me whereas I'm not going to let anybody know I'm doing poorly. I'm not going to let anybody know I went from living in a penthouse apartment into a 600 square foot studio. in that Island. I'm not going to let anybody know that I've been in three companies in, in a year and a half. I'm just going to, I'll figure it out. I'll dig my way out of all this debt and I'll get back to where I was. So I think it was uh, kind of foolish pride at first, but you know, when I, when I kind of got to the point where I, I was able to dig out of it, it was a couple of dark years there. Um, it, it instilled this mental confidence in me that, Hey, Nothing is forever, whether it's good or bad, and everything is fixable as long as you get up consistently, work every single day. So um, it started from a bad place, but it, it kind of taught me some good lessons.
1: Got it. So obviously you hit rock bottom, and you don't want people to know you felt because you have you had this incredible lifestyle. And you you want to hear that you know you were in a six hundred you know foot apartment, but it was a rough couple of years, but you eventually got out of it, and 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 you mentioned something. Because you didn't give up and you figured it out, it gave you this confidence so that I'm sure over the years when you came across other types of adversity, you said to yourself, I overcame this before. This is this is a piece of cake now. No matter what you come across now, you know because of your experience, you were able to overcome. So like you have this belief in yourself now that no matter what you come across, you can figure it out because you've done it in the past, correct?
0: Yeah, I, I told my sales staff today, actually, we had a meeting this morning, and I said, the, the best thing I have going for me in, in real estate and mortgages right now in the business is just that I know that it's an old cycle. It may be terrible today and good tomorrow, you know, but I know at some point it'll get fixed. It'll get righted and we'll go back again and we'll start over again. So yeah, I, I think it just has put that in my brain. Like nothing's really going to stop you completely unless you let it. Um, and if you just keep kind of consistently working, sometimes you're going to go 10 steps backwards and go two steps forward, but it, it all eventually can work out in the end as long as you're willing to work at it.
1: No, I know. I like that. Like you said, it'll work kind on of the end. You're going to be ups and downs. You, you know, you expect them when they're down signs, you realize they're going to be good signs. There's like there's boom and bust in the real estate uh, industry. Absolutely. And um, yeah, so. So, you know, you grew up, you know, obviously, you uh it wasn't a very, uh, very wealthy family. You didn't grow up with a lot. But uh, but from it you were able to build a lot. So was it was it your ambition, your belief? Because we we talked about the fact you overcame these struggles, and then you know you, you don't want people to know. But how did you get to that success in the first place? Because you had those really good seven years before the crash. What do that's you think good, was the main was the main reason for it?
0: That's a good question. So I think you know, like, I, so my book is called The Growth Trap, and, and I'll start there because Growth Trap basically is that from like birth to like through adolescence. We kind of like naturally get better, right? We get bigger, we get stronger, we get smarter. We're like, we learn very, very easily. And then at some point, where it gets hard, a lot of us quit. And I was kind of one of those people, like between the ages of like fourteen and like twenty one, when stuff got hard, I would just quit. Like I was like, ah, oh, this is. I'll do something else. And then what I sort of through that was a lot of failure. I didn't do good in school. I stopped excelling in sports. Um, you know, I didn't do good with girl, like girls. Everything it affected every portion of my life. And um, I started to realize that I, I, you know, when I got out of college, I was like, well, I don't want to be somebody who lives in my parents' house my whole life. So I got to get a job. And then when I got a job, I was always a hard worker. So when I, my father kind of set that example for me. So when I got a job, I just worked hard. And then when I started to see some success in that job, I started to realize that, um, I can make something happen. I almost got, uh, I almost got drunk on chasing that, right? Like, oh, Wow. I was a little bit successful. If I do a little bit more, I could be a little bit more successful a little bit more successful. And I built it up and I had, you know, by the time the market crashed, I had a lot of confidence and then it was broken again. And then I had to look at myself and I was like, all right, I got to rebuild it again. And when I rebuild it again, I kind of set this example on my head like, hey, um, you can really do anything you want as long as you're willing to work towards it. So I, I think that it, it took some life experience. To get me there, I don't think I had it in the back of my head, like I'm going to succeed no matter what. I think it took some life experience for me to really get myself to a place where I knew I could I could I could succeed.
1: God, it's basically like theory versus practice. So you got to try these things, have the experiences overcome. You'll have some fails and everyone has them. And it's like you got some feedback, you're like, this is what I did wrong. This is how I can make things better. I improved, I got better. And I know the next time it happens to me, I can overcome this. Like you say, you're always the hard work, which is always uh which is always something very important. You had the confidence and you lost it, but then you gained it back. And then, you know, sometimes you have to go through these experiences, because would you say these some of these struggles you have has made you a stronger person because like, if you didn't go through some of these struggles, you may not have had the long-term success that you have right now. You had right. success before, I and mean, then you lost it. But um, do you think you would not have been as successful if you not uh, overcome some of these adversities?
0: No, oh, 100% not, I think we build the false confidence up. Um, you know, I think the last three years in the real estate market will show a lot of people that, right? Like, it was so busy that a lot of professionals in the business and investors, it was very easy to succeed, succeed. Like you could succeed very easily because the market was just up so much. Now when the market's been down now and slowed down, people start to realize hey, it wasn't necessarily me, it was the market. I got to really work at this. So I think the failure taught me that there's no straight line up. Nobody's lucky or unlucky in, in, you know in total, right? If we work at something we will have, find success and it's not going to come fast and it's not going to come easy. So so yeah, I think the failure saved my life because I think I would have been set up, I would' have been set up for a much bigger failure if I didn't have that early on.
1: No, that's a very good point you brought up because you you went through that failure before and it's and prevent you from coming across a bigger fail they could have had before and and you overcame it and you mentioned a false confidence that happened like you said the last three years were very good years for real estate so sometimes people are like saying oh I'm just really good but then they realize yeah. maybe it was just a really good market just like in the stock market you know you know. You know, before the dot com bus, you know, it was for yeah. a bunch of years it was going well, and then people thought, man, I'm a I'm a great stock picker, and then all of a all sudden genius. everything crashed. And also, also yeah. now not only the real estate crashed in 2008, but the market crashed 50 percent in 2008. So It was yeah. a really bad year all around. And some people like saying, I oh, maybe I need to improve at this. So it's uh yes, yeah, So then I realized I need to work on myself. I need to work on my craft. I can improve on doing this, and learn how to you know work this industry much better. So. So yeah, it, a lot of it, you know, you get a lot of feedback for what you endorse. So you definitely get a lot of feedback. You figure out how to, how to make things better, how to overcome things, and it made you a more successful person. Now, um, yeah, yeah. So man, you you have you've had such incredible success. So for people who are, you know, right now people, right now in uh, real estate is going through a bit of a tough spin. So but there's still people getting into it. So for right now. It's for people right now interested in getting into real estate. Now, what would you recommend that they do to be successful in this industry? Because, you know, there's there's all kinds of people giving all kinds of advice, you know, from your experience, because, you know, you, you've done, you know, like you said, a couple of years ago, you guys funded $2 billion. So obviously you guys are very successful with you. Do. What are some of the recommendations you would recommend to people who are getting started in this industry?
0: So it's, that's a good question. So I read this article the other day um, that Zillow had it released, and it said that the average homeowner, the average landlord right so the average person that earns a property isn't in some kind of investment is 59 years old so that kind of told me two things right it told me that people are keeping real estate long term as an asset one and two that you know you could there's really a lot of people out there you could could get advice from so i think the biggest mistake that i made with my first real estate where where i didn't do well was that um i thought i knew everything And I wasn't seeking advice out from the right people. So I think the first thing I would do is go speak to somebody, um, depending on what your interest level is and where you're interested, who's got experience in that, right? Because every business sounds good and everything sounds good until you talk to somebody who's doing it for 20 years and they'd be like, wait a second, it's not that easy. So I think the first thing is to find the right mentorship. And I think that's super important. And then the second thing is that real estate will be affected by technology like every other industry, but... I think real estate has some historical trends that you can see that will show you where your money is safe. You know, and then we're in the New York, New Jersey area, you know, and um, in this area, multifamilies like two, three, four family homes are great. First investments, any home that you can live in and rent, I believe is the best and safest first investment. And that's how I started. So I just kind of messed it up after that, but that's how I started. And as far as being, um, a professional in this business it's hard right now but if you have the wherewithal i actually think it's one of the best times you can start because getting in in a market where it's slow and people are leaving is the best time to do it because it's it's a blue ocean right it's wide open it's not a red ocean where everybody's eating each other so i think this is actually a good time to get in as long as you can withstand some pain over the next couple of years
1: with mm, something very interesting like you said it's um a lot of people are getting out, so it's probably a good time to get in. Like you said, it's gonna be uh, some rough writing, but um it's gonna eventually, you know, stabilize because it happens it's very cyclical real estate. Yeah, it it, it, it it really is. Yeah, and and and, and you can say it has historical trends, and many, many of the millionaires made their money in real estate. So it's 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 not going away. It's <laughs> it, it's it's here to stay. And, and I like you talked about the uh, fact that a mistake a lot of people make and not just in this industry but in many other industries they don't get a mentor they try to learn on their own they try to figure it out and yet you know and especially if you're new to something you're going to make mistakes you have no idea what you do. you can read books on it, that's going to help man but if you talk to someone's been doing for 10 20 years and has had a lot of success you can learn from their wisdom you know you know yeah. pay for coaching and you know they'll help you avoid a lot of the mistakes they're they made and you can avoid a lot of heartache and grief. I mean, there's still going to be things that won't go well for you, but there'll be a lot less by having someone guide you. You can avoid so many of those mistakes, and if, if many people and many people would learn that because all the successful people do that. It's not just the successful business people, entrepreneurs, athletes do it. They all have coaches and trainers.
0: Yeah, you're right. It's, it's <laughs> a great point. You're right. They, they all do. it. We don't do it for life, and you really need it. Like you know, you know, just talking to somebody that had a certain amount of properties, they're going to give you tips that you. You would have to find out the hard way. It could save you hundreds of thousands of dollars. It could save you years of your time. Our time is very valuable. Like, you know, there's not, you know, you don't get any more of it, right? So it's it's just, it's so important to talk to somebody who's been through the experience just so you can skip steps.
1: Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. And, and, and to um, something related to that is, I'm sure there's something very, you probably do a lot too, is networking with other successful real estate professionals. You might mastermind with them as well. Uh, would you, can you talk a little bit more about networking?
0: Yeah, you know, it's funny because I've i been on podcasts before and I meet a lot of people even this way, but everybody's got some level of interest in real estate. And I think real estate gives you access to a lot of things in the world. And I learned something new every single day. Um, you know, just about how to um, take care of some, um, take advantage of some of the tax loopholes that come up. Um, what type of properties are earning money? Maybe the different properties that I own. I went from being strictly a long-term rental holder to now I own a lot of short-term rentals, which are Airbnb properties. And I would not I would have been afraid of that if I didn't talk to people who were doing it already. So I think that I do it myself a lot. Um, we hold a lot of educational s- seminars. Like next week in Edgewater, New Jersey, we're having an investor meetup. Um, last month, I had an Airbnb seminar. The uh, Last week, I had something that was uh, how to build wealthy real estate. So I try to educate a lot and then attract people to me who are willing to do the same. And I think that There's a lot of trade secrets that you can get out there for free. YouTube's a great educator, but even outside of that, um, if you go look at at sites like meetup.com and Facebook marketplace and Facebook groups, there's events all the time where you can go learn for free.
1: Yeah. And and one of the things you just mentioned is educating people. You offer seminars and people to learn, and you're giving a lot of value. And it it sounds to me like you have an attitude of abundance versus a lot of people who, who don't succeed, who have an attitude of lack, you're not afraid to share your value, your knowledge with the people because you know it's going to come back to you. Is that the kind of attitude you have in terms of your business?
0: Yeah, I think that um, even as much as my parents warned me against being an educator, I really still enjoy it more than anything else. <laughs> so uh, Yeah, I like it. you know, I think that if you, when you, you know, I, I read a lot, I'm sure you do too. And, and when you read a lot of these books, most of the people who have found success want to pass it on to the next person. Um, And I really get a lot out of trying to, you know, I want people that are around me, I don't want them to try to be me, I want them to stand next to me. So you know, if I can teach them something, and stand next to me, if I can teach you what that I've done that's successful and the stuff that I haven't done that that's been failures, right, the stuff that I've messed up on, and you can stand next to me doing some of the same things, then we can do business together, we can grow together, we can do a lot of things together. If I don't give you the information, and you have to get it. Go get it from somebody else. You're either gonna work with that person, or do business with that person, or you're going to um, go do it the wrong way. So I think there's there's so much value in, in giving out things for free and spending time with the right people who want to learn. So I do a, I do a ton of it, and I probably do it a couple of times a month.
1: Victor, well, no, that, that's awesome, and it just comes back. So like you say you get people that work with you that like you can say they'll sit on the. They'll be standing on stage right next to you. Yep. And I'm sure it's going to be great. You probably get these phone calls or these sex messages or these emails from people saying, you know what, you know, because of what you taught me, my life has changed. I've had these success all because of you. And I, you know, like you said, people, successful people like to share with people. They like to help people out. And it's a really great feeling when you've had people tell you, you know, like, you helped them. You, you helped them come to a better life. Isn't that an incredible feeling?
0: Yeah, it's the best. And I, and I think it's why I'm trans. I'm so transparent about my my successes and my failures, right? Because- I think if people can understand you're a real person and everybody's got real problems with whether it's business or whatever, um, they can relate to you a little bit better. And then you're right. Then they can use that to fuel their career. And that is the best feeling when somebody comes to me and they say, hey, I'm on my second property because I listened to what you said. Hey, you motivated me to to go out and find short term rentals and Airbnbs or hey, you you educated me to get a job in the industry. Um, It's it, it literally is the best thing. It's the best feeling.
1: Yeah, no, I, 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 absolutely. And I like you mentioned the fact that you become relatable too because you share your ups, and your downs, your struggles, what you overcame. Because they're thinking to themselves, you know, I'm going through a tough time myself. I wonder if I can do this. But then when you share your story, they say to themselves, wow, if he can overcome that, I can overcome that too. But if your story is all like, oh, everything I did, oh, a magic wand, I just succeeded everything. Yeah. People will say, I can't do what he's doing. I, I, I can't. He's just so much better than I. But if they seen that you had a lot of struggle and you went through a really tough time and you overcame it, they say, wow, I, I can do it because he can do it. You know, like make you that's why it's so important as you mentioned to share your struggles, because you can you become so much more reliable to other people. Um, you mentioned Airbnbs. So I know that's something you're very big on. So you can you talk about like, you know, why you've had a lot of success uh dealing with Airbnbs?
0: Yeah. So I got into buying those types of properties uh towards the beginning of COVID. Um, I like, like right before that started and then over the next couple of years, you know, I looked at real estate and um, rates were so low that I was like, if I'm going to take, I viewed it as more of a risky investment, but if I'm going to take on a risky investment, I want to do it when the cost of it a, a lower. So when rates were low, I kind of dove in um, and I really like it because it's a, it's a higher return on my money. Like I will make more on short-term rentals monthly than I will on, on long-term rentals or yearly. Um, it's more risk because there's more risk of vacant for vacant properties. And there's more and more people that are out of your house, but, um, there's a higher reward as far as income goes. And it's, it's a learning experience. I mean, you essentially end up being like a hotel concierge, um, with these properties, but I like it a lot. It's given me access to buy properties in other States. We have properties in about six States. Now, um, I like to buy in vacation areas. Uh, so, you know, I think that's a very, very safe strategy when it comes to Airbnb properties. So, you know, it's been, it's been good. You know, it's not, a, again, not a straight line up. It's had its bumps and bruises, but I think that as a strategy, it's a good way to kind of diversify in real estate.
1: And it makes a lot of sense. A good way to diversify and you basically buy in vacation areas, which makes a lot of sense. And like you said, there's more risk involved, but there's a higher reward. So sure. and the rewards generally outweigh the risk. And like you said, Generally, if you get more rewards, there's going to be more risk involved. So always, it's yeah. a great way to diversify and make more money. So really good stuff. Um, last thing I want to ask you about is, you know, because it's because uh, of all the things you've gone through, um, I'm sure your personal development over the years has been something very important. So you want to talk a little bit about how, much, how valuable that has been to your success?
0: Yeah. I, um, I feel like as I get older, I keep bolting new things on. So I was kind of always into fitness, but... Um, you know, you kind of go in and out of it. But now it's my, it's, for the last 12 years, 13 years, it's been part of my everyday routine. And, and then that kind of turned into other things because I had kids and I had less time. So now when I get up in the mornings, I don't just exercise. I, I do my, read my audio books. Um, I kind of do my, I, I do all my little things in the morning between like 5 a.m. and 7.30 or 8 a.m. That, that it's like my own time, right? But the consistency of that habit helps me because, when I'm stressed, when I'm anxious, when I got something going on that, that's kind of in my head, I know the next day I all I have to do is get up and do the same thing. My alarm's going to go off. I'm going to get up. I'm going to drink my water. I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to listen to my book. I'm going to come back. I'm going to relax for like 15, 20 minutes. I'm going to go through my to-do list. I'm going to go to the office. I'm going to do my to-do list. And then my, my day is off and running. So it helps me deal with stress and anxiety and everything else because I'm just consistently in my routine every single day. So I think that's been the biggest part of my personal development—just instilling that and making sure I'm doing that every single day—and it really keeps me in a good place.
1: Yeah, no, that's a great point. Being consistent in your routine, especially in the morning—you know, you have a busy schedule, you have kids, you do your fitness in the morning, you listen to the audio book, and you take care of all the important things. You go over your to-do list, which is something very important, and and you do it consistently every single day, and that compounds over the long haul. You know, sometimes people doing these things. Week or two, they don't see the results, but man, over three months, six months, 12 months, and I'm sure you can share this with your experience, everything compounds when you're consistent. It makes all the difference in the world doing it day in and day out, focusing on the process. I think sometimes people get too hung up in the beginning on the results, but if you focus on the process, the results will take care of themselves. Would you agree?
0: You're 100% right. 100% awesome. Right. And, that, and listen, I love that point, by the way, Victor. Like people are always too focused on the goal, not the process. The beauty is in the process. Mm-hmm. Um, if you just focus on the process, the goal happens. So that's, that's a great
1: point. Yeah, absolutely, Rob. Now, are there any last-minute pieces of advice you'd like to share with your audience? Uh, you know, regarding you know anything regarding success, real estate, or anything else?
0: Yeah, I just think that for myself, um, I just think it's very, very important to to put yourself in a place where you can uh, go after what you want. Right? I I've never sit. I don't ever sit in a room right now where I feel out of place, and that's because I always kind of stay in a beginner's mindset. I'm always open to learn. I'm always open to kind of try new things and I'm always open to fail and succeed. So I think like, if I give anybody who's younger than me or looking to be in my business, whatever it is, that's the biggest thing, right? There's tons of information out there. Think like a beginner, educate yourself as much as you can. And don't worry about failing. It's it's a good part of the process.
1: Yeah. Failure is first attempt at learning. So don't go. You only failing. really fail when you give up. So I, I like that. And always be open to learn, you know, to educate yourself, get better, succeed and you know, and, and I like that basically you need to be teachable because sometimes after a while, some people are like, oh, I know everything. And when you know everything, that's where you get into trouble. But if you if you, you have the attitude, I'm a beginner, I, I want to keep learning. And as long as, as long as you keep learning, you're going to get better. So I, that's a great attitude to have. You know, that's a wonderful point to share. So, you know, really good stuff. here. Listen, Ralph. You know, I want to thank you so much for being on the show. It's been a real pleasure having you on. You shared a lot of great value, a lot of great tips. I really love hearing about your story and all the things you went through and the things you overcame. It was really wonderful. And, yeah. Ra- and Ralph, if people want to get in touch with you, what is the best way for them to contact you?
0: Uh, so my website is always good. It's, it has everything. It has the book. It has my courses. It has my my updates. And it's, it's com. It's my full name. Uh, r-e-l-p-h-d-i-b-u-g-n-a-r-a.com and I'm on Instagram I'm pretty active on Instagram Um, I have a lot of real estate related content up there and that's at debug d-i-b-u-g those are probably the two best places to get me
1: awesome thanks again Rob really appreciate Have yourself an amazing day thanks so much
0: thanks so much for listening to the podcast if you've enjoyed listening please smash that subscribe button so you don't miss any of our amazing episodes Please also
1: leave a 5-star rating review and have an awesome day!